3: Kids are incredibly resilient and they will be able to get through it. The key is how you handle the separation and divorce. That it, it really is so much on parents to manage this in a way that their children feel safe and protected and loved. Um, with that said, nobody's going to do this perfectly.
1: Hey guys, it is Monday and welcome to the CatNet Unfiltered podcast. And this is a special podcast because Nat and I started The Common Parent way back when, because when we had teenagers, we felt way over our head and like no one was talking about it. Toddlers and the younger ones, everyone had all the conversations and there was books. So The Common Parent is a community that we created for members where they can go and listen to amazing experts. Now, Because we love our community so much, we wanted to bring over some of the experts so you could hear little snippets of them. We bring you one a Monday. If you're in the membership, you know that you get full access to them and you have a whole bunch of library in there. So if you're new here go check out thecommonparent.com. And if you're not, you're going to take a listen to some of the experts that join us. Um, Really, it is about taking tools for your toolbox, quick hits, because a lot of us don't have time for a lot of books. And all the experts are so amazing that learning something that's actionable that day is like, ah, the best. So uh, this Monday, we hope you enjoy our expert and just sit back. Uh, We know it can be overwhelming. We know it can feel like a lot, but with the experts and the community and us. We all can do this together. Take a listen um, to our next expert right after this break.
2: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been following us, you know we are last minute planners when it comes to summer, except for this year. We even have one of our kids going to overnight camp for a month, a whole month. We're super excited for them, but we are getting anxious about not seeing them for that long. How will they cope? Will they make friends? Will they be homesick? We all have our own unique set of stressors, varying in size and significance. Yet, when we hold on to them, they can gradually take a toll on our well being. Fortunately, therapy provides a safe space where you can get things off your chest and find effective strategies to work through whatever is weighing you down. Therapy offers a place to discover strategies for stress reduction and balance in your life, helping you face life's challenges with new strength. Like when your tween goes to overnight camp for a month and you're trying to put on a brave face. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online, designed for convenience, flexibility, and tailored to fit your schedule. Simply complete a short questionnaire to be matched with a licensed therapist knowing you can switch therapists anytime at no extra cost. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com catandnat and Nat today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp slash cat and Nat. Hi, everybody. We are here talking about such an important topic. Kat is at the cottage and she has 500 kids around her. So she's going to stay on mute until she has a question, but she's listening here. And we have Stephanie here. Uh, Before we get started, Stephanie, can you tell us who you are and what you do?
3: Sure. So my name is Stephanie Peachy, and I am a social worker in private practice in Burlington, so I'm not too far from where you guys typically are. Um, my practice offers a lot of different therapeutic services, but I personally specialize in separation and divorce. So I do a lot of work with families from the beginning of their separation um, and then run sort of the whole gamut for, I mean, families are at all different levels of separation and what stages they're at. So all the way up to um, being involved in the family court process for some of the more high conflict families so it's a bit of a continuum
2: amazing I I mean gosh uh you know you deal with such such important things and guys today we're talking about like the like the effects of separation and divorce on kids on teens on six-year-olds and how to handle um all of that, and you know, Stephanie, we were just talking before, and I was saying how like during um, life was already challenging in relationships and marriages and separation before COVID, but during this time, we're hearing so much about like people breaking up and people like you know second guessing their relationships. They've never spent so much time together, and it's really time to like. There's no distraction. so there's like a magnifying glass on the, on the relationship. We always mm-hmm. say it's a magnifying glass on the relationship once you have kids, but I mean it's even more right now. Yeah. Um, and so many people, you know. Okay, so, so I do I always say like, um, I, you know, I, I, I got married, mm-hmm. I got married, you know, I did the thing, but if I, I always say out loud, like, if I'm not happy in my marriage, I'm not going to stay in an unhappy place. Mm-hmm. Um, I will just get divorced. And I never thought about it, um, so clear until after I had kids and there's so much more to think about than just like breaking up with him and having another life. I like And so many people say, I just don't know what I would do with my kids. So, like, Mm -hmm. if you're – we have a question. We had one question. If you're thinking about separating but you're so worried the kids will be damaged for life – right? What are some things
3: to consider? Yeah, that's probably the biggest question I get: is, am I going to damage my kids forever if we get a separation or divorce? Um, the answer is no, absolutely not. Kids are incredibly resilient, and they will be able to get through it. The key is how you handle the separation and divorce. That it, it really is so much on parents to manage this in a way that their children feel safe and protected and loved. Um, with that said, nobody's going to do this perfectly, right? Like this is, I think a lot of parents want that support to say, how do I do this so my kids don't have any negative feelings that aren't sad? And that's not realistic either. So it's supporting them while recognizing that this is going to be a challenging time for everybody um, and knowing that you can get to the other side of it. But for sure, happy you have to be happy. You have to be happy.
2: It feels so overwhelming. Like I can't imagine what it's like to like sit your kids down and tell them how do you even break the news
3: yeah and that's that's probably the second biggest question that i get um i really encourage parents so it depends on how old your kids are so it varies definitely but it's it's sitting down together as mom and dad It you have to do it together because in that first conversation you're really setting the stage for this is something that we are together supporting you in um And you want to make sure that you're giving all the same information so if follow-up questions come everybody's on the same page from the beginning um i usually recommend like time-wise i like a saturday morning you have the whole weekend hopefully agendas are cleared Because kids need time to process just as you probably needed time to process when you either made that decision or heard that your partner had made that decision. Um, or when, you know, you sat down and made that decision together. So you, you tell them the truth about it. You can say, you know, we have decided to separate, um, and have a sense of what that's going to look like. So you can tell your kids, so we are going to separate in a month. We are going to separate, you know, um, we usually say don't tell kids too early, especially if they're little, because their sense of time is really thrown, and they have no idea what three months means. It's um, so
2: funny you say that, Stephanie. Kat's um, moving, and she's been in the process of moving for a year, and just last night, her daughter had a meltdown. touch like, I'm not moving, because it's just, it's been going, the conversation and the whole thing has been
3: going on for so long, and she doesn't know the sense of time, so she's just freaking over it. She's like, I'm not moving. Yeah, yeah, kids don't, they don't get it, right? Because as adults, we know, like, it's coming, it's in the back of our minds. For kids, it's, you know, if we don't give them a good sense of time, they, they end up saying, okay, but you told me this big change was going to happen, but we're all still here, and we're all right. still living together. Right. So you want to make sure that you have some type of concrete plan that you've worked out before you've approached this conversation with your kids, so that you can say, we have already taken care of this. As your parents, we are going to support you, and we have a plan. And now, here's what the plan is going to be. In that conversation, as well, you let
1: your kids ask all the questions, no matter how uncomfortable they are, because <laughs> they will. Stephanie, to- yeah. mm-hmm. I, they, these parents sound really well adjusted, and like they like each other, and like they're able to be in the same That's room sad. together, and like that they can. You know, smile at each other and not want to rip each other's um, head off. What mm-hmm. if you have a like? You know, I think a lot of our audience might not be the luxury of having that. That having the luxury of that. What? What can you do if it's high conflict and it's it's not positive?
3: Yeah. And that's where it gets really challenging of you might need to bring somebody else in to support those conversations. Um, This definitely a lot of so the workshop that I do, a lot of it is under the assumption that these parents are willing to work together because they've come to this workshop. The reality is, is when there's a lot of really um, complicated feelings, complicated situations, parents are angry. It's really important though, regardless of the situation, that parents are able to say, okay, I don't like you and I'm mad at you and we are in a battle here, but our children are still gonna come first. And it's hard, it's re- like it's so tough for parents to be able to do that. If, if that's not possible, I think it's important that parents still in their individual conversations are able to say, how do I support my child? How do I, you know, not bring in my anger and frustration about my soon-to-be ex-partner and make sure that the conversation is still about what's happening, not necessarily why it's happening, right? Because that... What
1: what if it's one... Like, I'm thinking of, like, you know, when you have a child who's faced, like, huge adversity, but they have five positive things in their life that help them stay kind of on course. What happens if one parent is really... Um, not on board with, you know, it talks negatively about the other one and the other one sort of the anchor. Like, how, is that something, can one anchor, can one anchor the whole family? And what are some things that, that anchor can do? Cause I have, I have a feeling that there's many women who will be listening to this, who are the anchor and they're like, can I battle someone who's negative in this, this
0: divorce?
3: Yeah, and that's some of the the people that wrote some questions in were along those lines of what do I do when this person is maybe giving sharing too much information or this person is um, saying really negative things to my kids about me or the situation? It is very very challenging. So there's a few different things to keep in mind. Is one, what do you have control over? And that's going to be yourself. And if you are going to be that designated anchor and you're willing to take on that role, it's a lot of work. You may say, but do that be the parent that provides a safe place for your kids the place that anything can be talked about and be mindful that you are not then participating in that because your kids might come home and say hey you know my other parent told me x y and z and you have to be prepared to manage those conversations by listening and by um you know answering the questions without it participating and bashing the other parent because your kids get into this position of who do i believe do i need to find more information who do i protect who do i stand up for and you think about you know their little brains taking on all of this when they should be focusing on so much more but it's tough
2: yeah and i mean exactly and, and here so here's here's another thing like let's say um a lot of relationships end up breaking up because somebody has found somebody else. Yeah. So let's say the woman is like, well, daddy's leaving because he has a girlfriend Yes. Do you have to, <laughs> ah, do you tell mm-hmm. them, I mean, obviously they might find out the dad's got a girlfriend, but mm-hmm. do you tell them, and, and you're like, and and, and I, I'm still, like, the mom is still fully in love with the dad and didn't want him to go. How mm-hmm. does she say, like, because she, in a way, I know this is marriage broke up, but it's like, she doesn't want to have to take responsibility for breaking up the family when she didn't do anything.
3: Right. Um, yeah.
2: How does she, does she just do bigger person and, like.
3: What does she do? Yeah, bigger person, which is hard. It's so hard in this situation, right? Um, Your children never need to know the truth about why separation and divorce has occurred. When there's that temptation to delve into that, I say to parents, what's the intention behind it? And is it, usually what's underneath is I want my child to like me more, or I want my child to blame the other parent. I want, you know, I want to feel that reassurance maybe from my kids. Um, You have to be mindful of the position you're putting your kids in because they're not to be your caregiver. And as soon as that pendulum swings to, you know, I've been hurt because somebody cheated, um, what position does that then put your kids in to support you in that? So it's tough because there's this I want to defend myself or I want to let my child know the truth.
1: This wasn't my choice. this was his choice. Yes. I yep. would have kept you know together forever. Yes, it's not me. it's him. Yeah and it's
3: the, the, I, the thought is I'm hurting him, but ultimately hurting your child right because this to, in most families, the child's two very most important people are their parents, right? That's usually how it goes. And they know I'm half of this person and I'm half of this person. So when you end up attacking one of those parents or putting them in in a negative light, it's really hurtful to the child to hear, so what do I do with that? Am I now allowed, still allowed to love that person? Am I supposed to, to defend you? Right. And in a separation divorce, you have to, and it's, and I always give clients credit that come in for the support because it is hard work. You're taking off your your um, your marital hats, right? Your Mister and Mrs. or your Mrs. and Mrs., whatever the the makeup of the family, but you're still wearing your mom and dad hats, and those those don't go anywhere,
1: right? It's okay, 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 okay. Got what it. It would, cannot, what I would you, sorry, Nat, I was just going to say, what would some normal behaviors of children be that w- when you're going through this that parents might see and not understand or or classify as normal? Because I don't think a lot of people talk about the child's experience in the process and what might be like, oh, no, there. this is what happens when something like this happens in the family.
3: Yeah, there's never any one reaction that a child has and it can change over time and it can change depending on their age. So it is, um, there's a lot of different reactions that kids have. For some, it's total denial. It's, I'm just not going to believe that this is happening. I'm not going to tell anybody about it. I'm not going to prepare for it. I'm just going to completely forget it's going on. Uh, For other kids, you might see guilt or blame of saying, you know, this is my fault. What did I do and how can I fix it? You'll hear a lot of kids say, you know, well, maybe, you know what? I had a client once. It was so long ago and it stuck with me, but um, they thought I'm going to create a romantic dinner for my parents and surprise them and they're going to fall in love again. And it's heartbreaking because there's these ideas of I have control over this and I'm going to, and it, they were really little and it was so long ago. I can't remember the exact age, but it was maybe if I light candles and I put out dinner. So there's, you know, there's a, there's a lot of reactions, but that one is a big one of, I, I have control here and I can fix this. Um, once we get into older kids, sometimes we see some depression and some feelings of rejection and, you know, Especially as kids get older, well, all kids are very egocentric, right? Like the world is about me. So it's a, this has happened to me. This is happening maybe because, again, I've done something. So I'm angry. I'm going to act out. I'm going to, um, you know, have fits sometimes. Other end of the spectrum too is other kids say, maybe if I'm the perfect kid, I'm going to make this all better. So oh. you can a really big, um, variety of reactions from kids. And I think as a parent, if you can just go with them as best you can and support your child in having those conversations, if I'm noticing this about you, or you seem really angry, um, can we talk about this?
2: Okay. So Stephanie, so then, um, what about like, talk about the, let's talk about the differences of the effects it would have on, Uh, we're going to compare different age groups. So let's start by saying like a a, a teen and tween, let's say, let's say in this case, let's say like, you know, going through puberty type age, right? What, how does that compare to like um, a toddler or a six year old or like kids in their 20s are you asking
1: if there's the best time to do it nat like is there a best age where where is there a best age just curious because if there's it's
2: gonna be any time maybe i should just do it now and then like it won't be so bad later
1: right are we looking at young or are we looking at 20 year olds what's happening Not funny because a lot of people wait till they're Grown up, you know, yes. and then they're like, by the way, and then, it's over. And you're like, what? Yes. And then so many 20-year-olds are like, I wish my parents had done this
2: so long ago because I could Ooh. see that they weren't happy. And I feel like they could have been more happy. And I am I feel bad that they waited for me to move out before they did it. Right. Right.
3: And that's such a good point to recognize for parents that are so nervous going through it. Is at the end, your your child, who's then an adult, is going to look back and see things so much more clearly, right? So it's yeah, how you manage it really impacts that sort of twenty-five-year-old that looks back and says, "Wow, I, I get it now," right? And you should have done it earlier. Um, there's no perfect age. We'll put that on the record. Every age comes with your different set of circumstances.
0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: We hope you um, truly enjoyed listening to that expert because that's what it's all about is bringing you guys information quickly and easily so you don't feel overwhelmed because, gosh, this parenting journey can feel so lonely and so overwhelming. If you are interested in knowing more about The Common Parent, head to thecommonparent.com. It is just full of amazing, useful, easy information to make you feel a little bit more in control and actually help your relationship with your teen or tween And to be honest with you, it goes across like all of our relationships because relationships are relationships are relationships. And couldn't we all use a little little bit of help in that area? Um, We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Make sure you go to thecommonparent.com. And again, thank you guys for joining us. Um, Wherever you may be, we hope you have a beautiful, wonderful day or night.